positive imagery? Fly to Africa and tell them starving children that stuff. What you need to do is visualize roast beef and some mashed potatoes and gravy. The problem is, you have a bad attitude about starving to death. Comedian Dave Chappelle. I'm Joe. That guy over there is Kurt. And we are Dudes in Progress. Hello, Kurt. Hey, Joe. Good morning, my friend. Good morning. It's about 7 o'clock on Labor Day that we're recording this. Two committed podcasters on our day off, getting up early, doing our thing, and recording a show just for you. That's how much we love you. Huh? <laughs> we usually get up every morning early, but I was I was sleeping in a little bit, Joe. I th- Talking about the power of suggestion, I think before I went to bed tonight, I said, don't forget your recording in the morning. But I was definitely heavy sleeping this morning, but I did get up. I got up at three o'clock this morning. Wow. And just decided not to go, not to go back to bed. I've done and that. And what woke me up at three o'clock this morning, Kurt, was me thinking that I left my wallet in the car and the car was unlocked. And so I kind of woke up thinking, oh, man, I think I left my wallet in the car. So I couldn't find it immediately. So I, I knew, man, I left my wallet in the car. And I've got, honestly, right now in my wallet, I've got a few hundred dollars, probably several hundred dollars in my wallet right now because, of, because I pulled some money out to take a trip that we'll talk about here later on. So I had some money in my credit cards and all that stuff, and I, I wouldn't want that just left in the, in the car overnight, right? Yeah. Well, it turns out I didn't leave leave it in the car overnight. I left it on some place that I didn't didn't norm, don't normally leave it. So anyway, I just stayed up. <laughs> I like it when I wake up that early and just say, "All right, that's it. Let's get to work." I like it when I wake up that early and I'm energized and and awake right. and motivated. Right. I hate when I wake up that early and <laughs> I'm still just tired and I'm I'm. I'm not tired enough to go back to bed, but I'm not awake enough to stay oh to stay up. You know, so I'm like in this weird limbo, you know? <laughs> what do you do? So let me ask you something, Kurt. Do you think you are an open-minded person? Oh yes, I do. I can answer that with great confidence because I am an analyzer. I'll weigh besides I'll Stir it around in my brain for a long time, days even. I have, those are the thoughts that go through my mind a lot, thinking about both sides of issues, for sure. But when somebody presents you with a, an argument, are you open to hearing it out? I like to think so. I know there's, there could be some that hit a, a, a belief that's really strong with you. Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm certain I'm certain there's times when it's a little more difficult than others to be open minded, but right. I, I often my wife and I talk about that too in our rides, in the long car rides on the weekends, when Joe stimulates her, her thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> she wasn't crazy about the law of attract your your take on it, Joe. This time I can't point to one particular thing, but she's she's more. I think she's a little bit more on the metaphysical side of this issue than i thought 
Yeah, interesting. So it did draw that out of her, but uh, I think she still loves you, though, Joe. Well, I'll <laughs> sleep well tonight. <laughs> so I, I think I'm an open-minded person to to a certain extent. I always ask myself, before I go into a debate with anybody, am I willing to be wrong? And is my mind open enough that I'm willing to be wrong? If this person makes a reasonable enough, enough argument, rarely do I change my mind in the middle of a debate. I like a good discussion, right? I know you do. I always have to ask myself, and I, and I ask the people that I'm talking to, are you open-minded enough to be wrong? Because if you're not, it's really a moot point to even discuss this. <laughs> I'm an immovable object when it comes to mm. one or two deeply held beliefs. Right. I'm open-minded enough to still be able to be in a relationship, in relationship with people that I disagree deeply. Oh, there's, yeah. there's, there's a way that I've grown over, over the years. Is I, I, there, were, there were people that if they held certain beliefs, I could not be in relationship with them at all. I couldn't because I had a, I had a certain belief and to me, they were subhuman if they didn't share that, 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 that belief, you know? Yeah. So yeah, let's be open-minded, right? But I want to continue this conversation on the law of attraction. If you don't mind, Kurt, do you? I'm all in. What I'd like to do is continue to set aside for me the metaphysical and the mystical aspects of the law of attraction and focus on the psychological and behavioral principles that underpin it. The law of attraction, it's, it's, it's all about our thoughts and attitudes and beliefs and how, how our thoughts, attitudes, and beliefs can influence our actions and consequently our life outcomes. But I don't want to rely on supernatural forces. Part of the reason I use that Dave Chappelle quote, there's a, there's a bit that he does, a short bit that he does on the law of attraction. And I wanted to play that bit to start off the show. <laughs> but I would have to, we would have to mark, we would have to mark this episode as explicit. But what he says is pretty cutting, but it, it's it's foundational to how I believe, to what I believe about the law of attraction. With the law of attraction, are you going to go down to Africa? And tell a starving child who hasn't eaten in five days that the problem is that they have a bad attitude about starving to death. Right. And just to visualize roast beef and some mashed potatoes and gravy. Right. Are you, are, are you, going, are, are you going to say that to another human being? No. No. Really? No. No. And therein lies my problem with, with the law of attraction. Is they make it this universal, they try to make it this universal metaphysical thing that if you just plug into it, all your problems will be solved. Literally, I've heard, I've heard them say that. That the reason that you have disease in your life is because of your mindset. And it's just, it's, it's a dangerous path. But I don't want to throw out the baby with the bathwater. Uh, I, I think that the law of attraction is indeed rooted in some well-established psychological and behavioral science. And if we take that approach to the law of attraction, I think we go down a more reasonable, actionable path. Yeah. Well, just to take that argument of the, the health thing, and I don't disagree with your Dave Chappelle African extreme example, but other, on the other hand, 
why is it doctors give patients a placebo and they remarkably recover? That That's a good point. That happens why? all the time. Why is that? Yeah. I, I'm not here to answer it. I think your your mindset does play a critical role in your health. We talked about if you're depressed, that is physically ruining your health. Right. More than you know. You are it is a detrimental you know the other thing too, and they talk about the the particles in the air. Thing I was thinking to respond to you on that, Joe, is just simply what happens when you go into a meeting and you're positive and excited early in the morning with a group of people that you work with? Don't you think you change the the vibration of the room, if I'm going to use that term? I think if you if you live your life in that <clears throat> positive way, you can impact people and yourself. It, take the take the opposite of that. You walk in the room all depressed, your head down, sl- shoulders sludged, and everyone just parrots back that behavior. We all know those people that when they enter a room, they just lighten it up, right? Right. They they brighten the room, and you can feel you 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 can feel an energy from them. Absolutely. Some people call that charisma, and I get it, right? Is there a metaphysical or mystical vibration that's coming from them? No, I think there are phys- physical attributes of of somebody that uh, that that some people have that attract us to them. Their height, their build, the way they're carrying themselves, the expressions and micro expressions on their face, uh, how they're holding their hands, uh, the tempo and the way they're talking, all of that stuff. We recognize and we we are uh, attracted to, yeah. but not on a metaphysical level. On a physical level, we we experience this whole person, and we're attracted to that person. Again, not on a mystical level. They're not putting out magical vibrations. They're presenting themselves in such a way that's attractive to other human beings. Is that so unreasonable to think? No, that's why I don't get too, you know, like you said, why it is or how it is. I don't need to know. I just yeah, know that I, it is. I do. Unless it's dangerous. How is unless it dangerous? It's dangerous. I, I, I can tell you how it's dangerous. Maybe not, maybe not, not that example, but if you just tell people that all they need to do is think positively, all they need to do is put their, put their needs out to their universe and the, the universe is waiting to give it to them. And it doesn't, I think you're setting them up and yourself up for failure, thinking that, well, I'm not, I'm not good enough at the law of attraction, so I'm never going to succeed because I'm not good enough at the law of attraction. But I do want to talk about the scientific, uh, the well-established psychological and, and behavioral science behind the law of attraction. From the research that I've done, there are six foundational beliefs or foundational actions, foundational tenets of the law of attraction that don't use mystical or metaphysical aspects. Mm, I love it. Okay? Yeah. So these six things are positive thinking and cognitive bias, setting clear goals or values, visualization and mental rehearsal, positive affirmations, action and persistence, 
and surrounding yourself with positivity. Now, these are things that you and I have talked a lot about. Even on this show, we've talked a lot about, Kurt. Let's dig a little deeper if we can on these items. And I'd like to hear your opinion. And I'll certainly, I'll certainly start with mine. And we'll just have a, we'll have a discussion. We'll go as far as we, as we can reasonably. And we'll probably pick this up at a, at a future, in a future show. Fair enough. Love it. But let's talk about positive thinking and cognitive bias. Scientifically speaking, Kurt, our minds do have a knack for confirming what we already believe. It's called cognitive bias. We tend to notice and remember information that aligns with our existing beliefs. Oh, absolutely. There's this reticular activator in our brains. And this reticular activator gives us cognitive bias. That's why, again, if we, if we buy a red Hyundai, all of a sudden, all we see are red Hyundais. So we have this cognitive bias. This cognitive bias gives us a knack for confirming what we already believe, what we've already kind of put into our head. That's why positive thinking is so important because of cognitive bias. I think re-examining, I wrote this down as an episode we could do on beliefs, where, mm. where those beliefs have come from and to evaluate them because they, not, they might not be serving you is the, is the bad part. Right. So we have and, to be very careful about what we think about. Mm. Right. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. I'm saying you could have a belief that, well, I mean, I'm, I'm trying to think of something. You think all people are bad. I mean, the, the, the things that influence us, especially in today's world of social media and the news is just horrific. And, you know, they can program you into a belief. And, you go out into the world. I mean, again, if I just use an extraordinary example of you think all people are bad and you go through life like that, it's debilitating. This, this cognitive bias is, is almost, once you realize that it's there, it is like a mind hack. Right. Once you realize that we have this cognitive bias and this whole reticular activator, it's almost it's almost like a hack. It's almost like a cheat code once you understand this. Because you can program your brain, mm. scientifically program your brain, practically program your brain. You can rewire your brain to notice those things that are more on the positive side and to be attracted to those things that will bring you uh, the things that you want in life. Not because of some mystical process. But because you have cognitive bias, it's all out there, right? The positive and the negative, it's all out there. But when we have primed our brain, when we have primed our, primed our thoughts, we will tend to notice those things by which we've primed our thoughts. Speaking of this process, Joe, I was watching Amazon last night. I found a movie that I really enjoyed. It was with Woody Harrelson. It's called Champions. Yeah. I love that movie. Did you see that? Oh, okay. Yeah, I mean, I was really, we were just talking about this, I think, in our last episode. We mentioned Rudy and how I like sports movies. So maybe that was in my mind. It definitely was. I saw that. Champions. I like Woody Harrelson. And I also, I'm very, oh, what's the word? 
anything that has to do with the folks that were in this from the Special Olympics, where it was, you know, talk. I, I love the the people that were highlighted, and I was really paying attention to their acting, and and was just really, really interested in the program. But there's a there's a part in this movie where he's a basketball coach coaching a Special Olympics. They had to for community service. You knew where the you knew where it was going. <laughs> I mean, mm-hmm. the whole storyline was pretty predictable. But yeah, he does this speech i think they were up they were going into the championship game for special olympics and he has them all close their eyes and say let's start visualizing the ticker tape and the banners and we just won the game and he's going through this whole visualization section (laughs) and i'm thinking boy was i so attuned to that because we had just been talking about it over the last couple weeks Right. You know, it's just, I just focused around and said, isn't that interesting? And I've ta- heard about this spoken, and we're going to get into visualization. I think that was part of your thing. But sports in sports, they, they really have a lot of folks that believe, you know, visualize being a winner. Think about it over and over again. It really helps you perform better. Absolutely. Th- there was a study done where they took three groups we can look up the study but i won't <laughs> so this is my best guess at how the study went but you the spirit of the study is the spirit of the result is is correct they took three groups the first group practiced free throws physically practiced three throw free throws basketball free throws for an hour every day the second group practiced free throws for a half an hour physically every day, and then a half an hour where they just sat and imagined they were practicing free throws successfully. They'd shoot the ball, the ball would go in the hoop. They'd shoot the ball, the ball would go in the hoop. They would slowly go through their process. They'd slowly go through their technique, they, yeah. their technique in their mind right, and successfully practice free throws. The third group did nothing but practice free throws in their mind. All three groups improve free throw their free throws. Yeah. But what was amazing is they all all three groups improved at about the same level. Hmm. The the group that did it physically, the group that did it physically and mentally, and the group that did it mentally. Interesting. That's a great example because free throws, I was thinking, or hitting a, a putt in golf, there's a lot of mind <laughs> that gets in the way. You get nervous. You know, mm-hmm. um, anxiety. Anxiety is the word, right? When you're up all alone at that free throw line with all the crowd screaming, and it's just you, no, one, no one's going to get in your way. It's a free shot. And that is your mind working, can work against you. But if you've built up all this confidence with all that visualization, I could see it being very helpful. And we'll talk about visualization here in a bit. Uh, if we, mm. frankly, if we even get to it today. <laughs> but, but that said, the idea behind positive thinking and cognitive bias is rooted in scientific research and in true 
scientific research, not pseudoscience, but true scientific research. Because of cognitive bias, we do tend to notice and remember information that aligns with our existing beliefs. So we have to be careful about what we believe, right? What we allow in our minds and what we think about. So a a real practical action step here is to just consciously practice positive thinking. Uh, Think about the good things in life. Be grateful uh, uh, for the things that you have. Think about how you can make a positive impact on the life of others. Think about how others are going to make a positive impact on you. Think about how well you can do financially. Think about how well you can do physically in a positive way. Again, not to tap into some mystical force, uh, but to prime your mind for cognitive bias. Because once you you continuously prime your mind for cognitive bias, your mind will, will find those things in your life. How would you consciously practice positive thinking? Gratitude journal. Great idea. And a gratitude, I'll just be honest with you, a gratitude journal is something that I struggle with. Uh, I, I, I struggle with coming up with those things that either either happened to me, happened positive that happened to me that day or that week or what it might be. I, it just, when I'm, when I'm sitting there about to write my journal, I don't want to always write the weather, the weather was beautiful, right. <laughs> you know? I want to be specific. I want to, I want to yes. recognize those positive things that, that happened in my life. But maybe it's better to, to write down the positive things that I want to happen in my life, that I'm grateful that that may happen or that could happen. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's, that's what a good way to do it, too. I, I do like using the specific examples. And you're right. It's, it's really interesting how it can be difficult to remember just yesterday what happened positive and that's what why doing this is, can be really important because we don't pay attention to some of the positive things that happen enough to remember the next morning which always right. frustrates me i'll go like you dummy how could you have struggled to remember that and it's it's good to ruminate and and marinate in that positive gratitude that you had from from the day before for sure but i I like the idea of of consciously practicing positive thinking Mm. Uh, because if you lean towards the negative that's okay for for some reason your your life life has taught you to (laughs) to lean in that way and that's okay right Mm. but you can recognize that you can recognize that, hey, I'm, I'm having some negative thoughts here. I need to stop and just recognize that those are negative thoughts. They're not going to help me, and, I need, and, and I'm going to think about a couple positive things right now. If you consciously practice positive thinking, you will get better, and, and your cognitive bias will, will switch. Because cognitive bias works positive and negative, right? Absolutely. And, and your cognitive bias will slowly switch and start con- you you will become more positive and by becoming more positive uh, you're you're able to focus on your goals and the positive aspects of life and you can develop a more optimistic uh, outlook on life so i i do believe that it that it takes practice it takes practice recognizing when you have a negative thought and moving that thought in a different direction 
positive thinking and cognitive bias, it's a real thing. It's a real thing that we can take advantage of. That's grounded in science that there's, there's a significant amount of scientific, real scientific research for that we can take advantage of. Positive thinking and cognitive bias is important in, in the law of attraction. And I'm going to still use that, that phrase, the law of attraction, uh, despite setting aside the mystical and metaphysical aspects of it. So let's move on to setting clear goals and values. Now, you know, Kurt, that I, I struggle with goals and the idea of goals. In fact, our, I think our, fir- our very first show was goals versus values. I'm not a big fan of setting goals, but I am a big fan of setting values, of clearly articulating your values, the values that you hold dear in your life and the, those things that are important to you. Yeah, as soon as I saw this one on your list, I was wondering what you were going to talk about. Goals are what they are. I just think that we put way too much stake in in the word goal and in specific goal setting. I, I think it works for some people, but for some people, it doesn't work. Wherever we use the word goals, if that works for you, use goals. If the word values work for you, use values because the process is the same. Goal or value setting, it, it, it really is. It's a tried and true practice. In psychology, in business, in life, uh, there, there's no doubt that goal setting or value or, or establishing values, it's scientifically proven to work. And putting together specific and achievable goals or specific and, and achievable values uh, boosts motivation and focus, leading to better outcomes. This, this is true. This, you know, this, this is a, this is a tried and true method for bringing positive things into your life. I wonder using that movie again, champions, the goal was to win the championship. And again, looking for thinking back and forward, what I thought the movie was going to end on. I thought they were going to win the championship, not to give away the movie. Maybe I shouldn't give it away. Don't listen to this part if you want to watch. Don't want to know the spoiler. <laughs> spoiler. Spoiler alert. But, of course, Woody Harrelson, being the basketball coach, everything was about winning the game. And it was interesting. They go through, the, if you watch the storyline, the guy who takes a shot over his head every time he shoots, mm-hmm. <laughs> takes it from, like, the foul line. And right. you're like, it's bouncing around. It's going to go in. They're going to win by one point. And it dribbles off the side. You're like, oh. right. <laughs> I'm like screaming at the television. And, you know, so I think, I think this is what you mean by goals, Joe, you know, and their reaction, the, the team's reaction to that was jumping up and down and, and the streamers, like he talked about in the visualization, start coming out of the, and the fans are going wild. Everyone's having a great time. And their coach, he hit the rim. <laughs> 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 I was like, uh, like tear in my eye. I mean, it was just—I would have thought the same thing. I'm like, win the game, <laughs> but you know the what they and he told them he had a great Woody Harrelson is a great actor and he did a fantastic pep talk at halftime and he went through each one of those kids and said, "You are all champions," and gave them all examples of how how much they have overcome in their life the prejudice that they have because of their mental condition or 
physical disabilities and you're like you saw the stories during the movie and you're like you you feel it and and they responded to that so i think that's where you're going with your attitude towards goals you can still absolutely be a winner even though you don't reach the the mountaintop sometimes well the the difference is you can set a goal for winning the championship okay that's fine or you can set a goal for continuous improvement Hmm. and that that kid was successful when he hit the rim because it was as it was better than he had ever done in his life he'd never even come close (laughs) but he hit the rim they were excited that he hit the rim yeah because if you if he would have set the goal for winning the game now they're a failure right but if you set the goal for uh, as a value for continuous improvement that's a win but either way either way whether you set goals or you or you clearly articulate the values in your life uh either way scientifically proven that uh it increases motivation it increases focus and leads to better outcomes hmm. the research the research is undeniable whether you want to set goals now there's all kinds of way to set go- ways to set goals you can use smarter goals you can use action goals uh there's lots of ways to set goals and there's lots of ways lots of ways to uh articulate your values and exercises to articulate your values and we're not going to we don't need to dig deep into those here you can find those and use what works for you uh but no matter what you do when you either set your goals or you articulate your values and you make them specific and achievable, the motivation and focus shows up and leads to better outcomes. Mm-hmm. No doubt. So do you write down your goals, Kurt? <laughs> do you write yeah. them down and regularly, regularly revisit whether you use goals or values? I, I have done many times, wrote them down. Do I revisit them? That's probably where I struggle the most. Is in is I think of, Tony Ann 75 hard some of the things that she was putting down there to do every day and the and keep that practice going is probably the hardest part for me but there's been some that you know you put it out there and it's always a focus of what you're doing whether you revisit it every day there are some that are so empowering or you're so motivated you're so deeply passionate about that's i've been there before too i think it's important to i do think it's important to write them down although i don't always uh and i think it's important to revisit but i also think it's important to refine and i think the research shows that when you write them down and you regularly revisit your goals or your values you need to re- refine them if they're not serving you. If they're not serving your purpose, whatever purpose you've defined for this goal, you need to refine your goals or you need to refine your your values. And that's okay to do that. You, you talked before about the problem that we run into is sometimes we can be so black and white. Once we've written it down, that's it. Now, there is a there is something to be said for persistence right 
to never to not giving up and to stay focused. But there does reach a point that you need to you need to refine your goals or refine your values so they serve your so they serve your purpose. So uh, it's important to write them down, to regularly re- revisit and review your goals, and to refine them to keep yourself on track. Let's talk about visualization and mental rehearsal. We talked a little bit about it before when we we, uh, spoke of the exercise, the mental exercise of uh, the mental and physical exercise of shooting free throws. This is something that I've yet to completely wrap my mind around this one and then in the next one. In fact, you know what? As I as I look at the time here, Kurt, we're probably going to stop after visualization and mental rehearsal and uh, we'll move on with the other ones at it. at a future episode. Okay. I agree. I was thinking the so, same thing. <laughs> visualization of mental, mental rehearsal. I have you know, no pun intended, but I have a hard time wrapping my mind around this. one. <laughs> so I have a hard time being consistent with this one. Right. Right. Uh, but the research in the science proves and shows that your brain can't always distinguish between real and imagined experiences. I can't necessarily wrap my mind around it, but the research that I've done, the the science is there that the brain can't always distinguish between real and imagined experiences. So why not use that weakness of our brain or strength, depending on how you look at it, of our brain for our benefit? Mm-hmm. By using visualization and mental rehearsal. Studies have also shown that mental rehearsal and visualization can actually improve our performance in various areas of life. So why not use it? Why not practice what what you want to happen in life? Visualize what you want to happen in life. So your brain can point you in those directions, can recognize when there's an opportunity, can recognize when there's an experience that it wants, can because uh, it, it's practiced this over and over again already. If you visualize and mentally rehearse, your brain, your going, going back to cognitive bias, uh, will recognize those opportunities when they arrive. Mm, I think this is very true. And I'm trying to think of a really good, another example of this. I was just, while you were talking, I was thinking of public speaking. As an example, if you can, I think practice for sure, for me, practicing the material, but that anxiety of getting in front of people to calm yourself down with visualization, prayer, even if you will, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and just visualize yourself performing in the way that you most would like to and getting a reaction from your audience where you would like to is extremely helpful in getting past anxieties that you're likely going to experience in case, unless you do practice and visualize doing that speech. That was a part of Toastmasters I really benefited from. I had to make a presentation this week to uh, the company that I work for. Uh, to the executive committee and some of the other managers and other stakeholders uh, in a project that I'm working on. I know that 
this particular audience can be hypercritical. I know that because I know these people, right? Yeah. Also, there's a certain section of the audience that likes to be a contrarian, likes to poke holes in a presentation just for the sake of attention to themselves, right? Okay. Yeah. So I had to prepare for that in my mind. Okay. If somebody becomes hypercritical, how am I going to respond? Mm. Uh, I had to practice. If somebody asks a question, how am I going to respond? How, what's, what's the level of confidence I'm going to project while I'm standing there? The information that I had to present, how can I clearly articulate that? How can I use humor in my presentation? And I had, and I rehearsed this over and over in my, in my mind before the presentation, probably for a half an hour. And my presentation was only like 10 minutes. All right. So it was a, it was a quick presentation, but, but an important presentation to articulate what we're going to do next year uh, in my job. I had that and those things did come up. And because of, I, I had already mentally practiced this and I saw it in my mind previously to it, hap- to it happening, I was able to mm-hmm. properly, properly handle the situations and the, the hypercriticism came up, the hard questions came up, yep. the, the po- there was some positive energy that was there as well, mm-hmm. some, complimentary, uh, some complimentary comments, and it's important to handle those in, in the proper way. Uh, all of those things came up, mm-hmm. but because I had practiced in advance, uh, I was able to handle them. Take the opposite of that. If you had put all those an- anxious questions into your mind only leading up, it would have been a complete disaster. Right. If I would have went into it, oh, what am I going to do if this guy just yeah. complains? Or what all, you- this guy, all, this guy, all this guy's going to do is ask hard questions and I'm not prepared for the hard questions. And, right. And I'm going to look like an idiot up there. Right. I'm going to lose my job. <laughs> right. It'll be the right. beginning of the end. <laughs> all those things it's- and then before you know it you're a bum laying on the street you know drinking mad dog 2020 and with a cup you know using yeah. a using a newspaper as a blanket <laughs> so yeah you're right uh, you're right so the 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 action here kurt is to make sure that we spend time visi- vividly visualizing our goals and our values and our desired yeah. outcomes or whatever we want Thank this you. is something i'm not very good at Unless I'm, I feel like I'm really pushed up against yeah. the wall, like when I'm giving a one. public speech. This is one I've been uh, thinking about, you know, definitely putting into the do more of column. I've been really thinking about this over this past long weekend, Joe. This is one right. of the areas I'd like to do. I'll give you an example I was thinking about and back to my high school years. You know how many times I took a corner jump shot practicing? So many times. And the one thing you do in sports is you visualize hitting the last shot to win the game. Or you you hit the home run. But as kids, we visualize hitting the the game-winning hit or the the shot in the basketball game that wins the game. And I had one of those moments. And I think all of that visualization, because it was a tough shot, the reason it made it tough, my point guard was struggling he was getting double teamed and i was sitting in the corner just waiting for the shot so i had a lot of time to think of it if he can get me the ball and that clock is going down i'm going to hit this shot the problem that happened was 
one of my teammates was right underneath the basket wide open at the same time I was going up for the jump shot. Oh, boy. And being a team player, I don't need to take the last shot. I want the best shot. But the time was in my head, and I was kind of halfway in between. But yet, that ball did go swish through the hoop. <laughs> nice. Nice. And I got to, I'm gonna just going to, for this episode, say it was all of that visualization and practice I had done all my whole life leading up to that shot. And listen, if, if you're a person that, that values efficiency in life, visualization and mental rehearsal is right up your alley. If you'll, if you will let yourself embrace this, this concept. Yeah. Because by visualizing and mentally rehearsing, you can go through a whole basketball game. You can go through a whole business meeting. You can go through a whole speech, uh, in the matter, in a matter of minutes, right? You just run it through your mind. You run it through your mind and, and let your mind take over. You can run a, an entire, you can take a hundred free throws in a matter of five minutes. Yeah. When you're visualizing and mentally rehearsing. Oh, I'll tell you with my experience. In, in sports and having experienced it myself, I can watch, I don't care what sport it is, all the majors, baseball, football, whatever. There's lots of great teams. The champions are the ones that believe in themselves. And right. you could feel it. You can see it. You just know it when it's there. <laughs> There's, I don't, they could go against any team. And you know, you've seen teams that really struggle during the season and all of a sudden they catch some momentum and you're like, wow, this is a team to be reckoned with here. They might have had a rough go of it during the year, but they are on a roll and they know they are and they can't be stopped. So I think Michael Phelps talked about his routine and his mental rehearsal, the world record holder of gold medals in the Olympics, Michael Phelps for swimming. He, I think he said one time, it's, it's not really that big of a deal because I've already done it a hundred times, thousands of times in my head. So when he shows up for the event, he's already done it. He's already done a thousand thousands of times in his head. Uh, so that, that because your brain can't always distinguish between real and imagined experiences, your mind is kind of like been here, done that. Yeah. I've stood on this platform. I've stood on this podium. I've prepared my body. I've I know I've hit the water. I've swam through the water. Right. I know what the water feels like. I know how cold it's going to be when I first hit it. Uh I know how the waves are going to feel on my on my face and and I know what it's going to uh, look like when I see competitors to each side of me. I've already done it thousands of times. Right. So this is really no big deal. I'm just going to do it again and win one more time. Yeah, I, th I think your performance is so much better when you're mentally prepared and and, and ready to go. But as you were saying that, Joe, I was going to take the opposite quote from Mike Tyson. <laughs> you I love it. You don't go say, ahead. Y'all, y'all go in with a plan until you get punched in the face. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone has a plan until they get punched in the face. <laughs> But even then, that's that's that that's their fault though for not preparing for Mike Tyson. Okay, <laughs> right? Well, I think I thought I was taking it as him getting punched in the face, but I think he still had extreme confidence. Whoa, whoa, that wasn't what I expected. But we're right. 
we're moving forward. So how can we, how can we practically practice visualization and mental rehearsal? Mm. It's definitely a discipline for me. I, I think I really have to make it a priority, Joe. And mm-hmm. it's got to be part of my morning routine for sure. And I'd like to definitely heard good things about going to sleep. The last thing you're thinking about be a practice of visualization too, but it, it's definitely something you got to make a priority. <laughs> Absolutely. Put it in your schedule. You know, I've seen people and I don't know if this is part of visualization or positive affirmations, which we'll cover next show. Uh, but I've seen people and I've kind of made fun of people who do this. And I think I may have made fun of it last episode, people who cut pictures out of magazines that to help them visualize the things that they want to accomplish in life. But I, I, I think I'm, I'm a little too harsh on that. If it helps you, it helps you, right? Mm-hmm. That's part of being open-minded. It, if it helps you visualize and move your life forward, then God bless you for it. Right. And I, and I need to be not, I need to be not so critical of these kinds of things. But I, I can tend to be, and I recognize that. So I need to be more open-minded to that stuff. So uh, looking at, I think looking at images that help you, vi- help you visualize the things that you want in life would help. Uh, but I think even more than that, just closing your eyes and as vividly as you possibly can, as, as clear as you possibly can, experience the things that you want to happen in your life. Uh, not because you're tapping into some mystical energy in the universe, but because your brain can't always distinguish between real and imagined experiences. And if you are imagining these experiences, your cognitive bias will attract you to those experiences and you will, uh, and by visualizing and mental rehearsal, you would have practiced what you want to accomplish a thousand times in your own mind before you actually go to do it. So you'll be better at it at some level. You'll be better at it. Uh, if, if nothing else, your anxiety will be less because your brain feels like it's done it a thousand times before. And if you have, if, if you can go into, uh, an activity, whatever it might be, a board presentation, uh, athletic event, a family meeting, uh, whatever it might be, a test with less anxiety because you've already, you've already done it in your mind a thousand times over. That's a good thing. Yeah. And I don't think you have to do it for a long time to get the benefits that's the thing it, it, it could be five minutes yeah you've already seeded your 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 subconscious in in about five minutes so it, do, you don't, it doesn't have to be a half hour <laughs> and the truth is all of these things that we've covered today positive thinking and cognitive bias setting clear goals and values visualization and mental rehearsal we've just given you our own personal life experience uh, but I did enough research to, uh, to prove to myself that all of these things that we're going to cover are, are based in science and research and the real world, not some mystic metaphysical universe out energy that we're, that we are tapping into. But before I go, before we go, I don't want to discount that a person's faith in God is important to all of these things, right? We, we talk a lot about our faith, Kurt, and our faith is important to us. 
And I don't want to discount that at all, that our, our faith in God and our personal faith, that, uh, that there is a, a higher power out there that, uh, we can tap into. I don't want to, I don't want to discount that, but I also don't want to, I don't want to put our eggs in a basket that, uh, that is not rooted in reality. Does that make sense? It does. All right. So we've covered positive thinking and cognitive bias, setting clear goals and values or values and visualization and mental rehearsal. Next show, we'll cover uh, positive affirmations, action and persistence and surrounding yourself with positivity. So what's going on in the Dudes in Progress community, Kurt? Carl Casavecchia mentioned, really loved Tony Ann sharing her story and he was saying how it struck him the most was listening to her humbleness. So genuine. Yeah. We got a little chat from a listener last night, Joe, who speaking of our, our faith really enjoyed our episodes on faith and was, I don't know, having a, a moment, some things were going on and I guess he doesn't always have an opportunity to discuss or hear about faith. And so really appreciate that we brought those topics and he enjoys our podcast. We have an engaged community. Uh, many times we'll hear from listeners uh, personally. Well, they'll send us a personal uh, message and we don't always want to, without their permission, talk about who it is. But uh, this particular person talked about their faith and talked about uh, the opportunity, how we take the opportunity to share our faith and how that's important to them. And uh, we're happy to serve, man. Uh, we're we're happy to. We're just we're we're in progress as well. So uh, we're we're just we're happy to. If if our little if our little bit about our our personal faith encourages you, then uh, we've kind of done our job, right, Kurt? Yeah, of course. I always get my wife's opinion of the show because we listen in the car. She says I got more work than most of you guys to do in this area. <laughs> and i mean all areas without getting into any detail as our as our wives will <laughs> point that out point that out to us right <laughs> if i ever need a reminder do you have a win for the week yeah my win for a week nothing i don't know it's kind of fun I, I'm, I'm a little bit inspired again by tony ann she was talking about how she's going to clean up the room 15 minutes at a time i may take her up on that especially my studio and office here but i started building a record player stand that i'm gonna put on top of my stereo cabinet that i built and i was a little excited i just worked on this yesterday and again using youtube i was trying to do this i try to do these projects as cheaply as possible sometimes using my pallet wood and i i looked through the wood that i had and i had a couple of i had a couple of two by fours at first, I wasn't sure if that was how I wanted to build it, but I did. And I put them together using dowels and drilled the holes and trying to line them up so that they'll connect two two by four. I had a 16 inch one that was perfect size and I cut two, three more pieces and my little stereo stand is done. And then I ordered a vinyl record holder that's going to go on top where the space that I save. And so it'll make enjoying my record collection and being a little more organized so that's my uh, kind of fun little project that didn't take very long but it's going to have some practical use 
Awesome. Awesome. I, 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 I continue to be impressed by, uh, your resource resourcefulness and your ability to create and build out of very basic, uh, out of very basic materials, Kurt. It's a uh, really is cool. It's fun to try really stuff, cool, man. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Definitely. So I had an interesting thing happen to me this week. It's actually over a period of a couple of weeks, but it, it all came together this past week. Uh, I had a choice, uh, two difficult choices to make. Uh, and actually, it wasn't that difficult because my values are in line. I had planned a fishing trip with some friends several months ago. It's a fishing trip that we've been trying to take for about three years, and it's been canceled a few times. Uh, through illness and COVID and weather and so forth. But uh, this past weekend or this past week was the, was the fishing trip. So we had this plan for a long time. And we were supposed to go drive up there Wednesday, fish on Thursday, and fish on Friday and drive back Saturday. So about a month ago, my granddaughter and my daughter call me and ask me to go to her first professional baseball game with her, my granddaughter. And I went to my, the, my grandson's first professional baseball game and have neat pictures of that. And without looking at the calendar, I asked them what, what date that they were planning on going. They told me the date, but the date could have been moved. But I told them, sure, that's fine. Let's go. I'll go. I'll go with you. And, uh, you know, my heart was warmed that my granddaughter wants her grandpa to go with her on her first, on her first baseball game. What I failed to do, Kurt, is I failed to look at the calendar and realize that I double booked. <laughs> I booked the baseball game and they had already bought the tickets and they were good seats and all that other stuff. I realized that I double booked it. And here's this fishing trip that I paid hundreds of dollars to participate in. So what am I going to do? Somebody's going to be disappointed. So who would I, who would I rather not disappoint? To me, the answer is clear. But I left early and went to the baseball game with my granddaughter. And man, am I glad I did. It was a, it was a blast. I would have had a blast with my friends, but. Now I have pictures of me and my granddaughter at our at her first baseball game that will last forever. And you know my big thing is memories are better than stuff. I would have made great memories with these guys and I did make great memories with these guys. We did hang, hang out hang out for a bit. Yeah, and I'm not surprised of your choice. We talked about this in quite detail on Saturday. I saw your pictures, by the way. It was quite easy to see you made the right choice. I haven't seen any of your buddies catching any fish, though. <laughs> they didn't. Uh, as it turned out, as it turned out, they cut their trip early because one of the guys got sick on the boat and the fishing was terrible. But I didn't know that when I made the choice, right? I didn't know that. I know that I had the choice. Somebody was going to be disappointed. I could disappoint my friends or I could nah. disappoint my granddaughter. Who am I going to disappoint? Well, I chose to disappoint my friends over my granddaughter. So there we go. Well, you know, that was the universe giving you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that was the universe honoring my decision. Exactly. The, I matched the energy <laughs> in the universe, and it, 
it kept the fish from biting on the bait. And there we go. (laughs) (laughs) That's my win for the week. Uh, You got a resource to share with us? I found a, a blog post. It's from Thrive Coaching and the ultimate guide to mastering your mindset in 10 steps. I like this. Oh, cool. I like this article. I won't go through all of them similar to what you were doing, but number one, upgrade your beliefs and fill in these sentences. Working out is finances are relationships are politics are work is. And it's funny how you and I talked about beliefs today, but you know, sometimes what you put down might be expansive life opening opportunity generating and others might be limiting talking about your beliefs. So (laughs) this is a really good article. I'm going to dig into this a little more. My resource is uh, actually somebody that is near to dear to your near and dear to your heart, Kurt, because of your affection for the book, uh, the subtle art of not giving a F right. (laughs) Yeah. The author of that book, book, Mark Manson, uh, wrote an interesting article on The Secret, and the title of that article is The Staggering BS of The Secret, and it's at markmanson.net slash the hyphen secret, Uh, markmanson.net slash the hyphen secret. It's really a good article, and he he goes pretty deep into how he feels about The Secret, and his feelings about the secret are very similar to mine, so no surprise that uh, I was attracted to this article. Yeah, he's an interesting author, and he's an interesting writer, and he doesn't pull any punches in this particular article. So you can find that again at markmanson.net slash the hyphen secret, <laughs> the staggering BS of the secret. I will check that out. I like that. Yeah, it's a good one. It's a good one. How about a quote? What you think you become, what you feel you attract, what you imagine you create, Buddha. This subject keeps coming up. The idea of mindset, the, um, the idea of what can we do to better ourselves through how we think is, uh, is a real theme throughout our show. So much show that, so much so, Kurt, that we should probably consider expanding the show to really concentrate on the law of attraction and these tenets of the law of attraction uh, as a as a long term subject matter. Let's think about that, okay? I am thinking about it. I mean, I don't like the term either. I think it's there to be controversial. Right. Right. Everything I can imagine a show everything you hated about the law of attraction, but it's true. <laughs> Something like that, you know? Yeah. Uh, here's my quote, very similar. This comes from Gandhi. Uh, we often become what we believe ourselves to be. If I believe I cannot do something, it makes me incapable of doing it. When I believe I can, I acquire the ability to do it. Even if I didn't have it in the beginning. The reason I like this quote, Kurt, is because it does set up your mindset. We often become what we believe ourselves to be, and it, and it goes down that path. But it also says, when I believe I can, I acquire the ability to do it. It doesn't magically appear, right? It doesn't, you're not zapped by some energy in the universe. 
you acquire it. You have to take action to acquire the ability, uh, even if you didn't have it in the beginning. It's so true. You got to believe in yourself and what you're trying to do. Or you, as I used the word last week, you sabotage yourself. You got to believe and take action. Mm-hmm. So let's wrap up right there. Of course, our website is dudesinprogress.com, dudesinprogress.com. If you want to reach out to us, send us an email, dudes at dudesinprogress.com. If you want to hook up with our Facebook page, that's dudesinprogress.com slash Facebook. Uh, but yeah, we would love to hear from you. Give us ideas on the show. Give us your thoughts on what we're talking about here. And it's very likely that if you send anything to dudes in progress, dudes at dudesinprogress.com, uh, you'll get you'll get mentioned here on the show. Kurt, remember, progress is better than perfection. So let's keep moving forward. I'll try to do better next week, Joe. We certainly will. Talk to you soon. <laughs>